Welcome to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. Your hosts, Danielle Sullivan, National Director at Curriculum Associates, and Sari Labaris, Social Communications Manager at Curriculum Associates, are here to share actionable tips, best practices, and success stories to improve your classroom and drive student learning. Enjoy, and thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. This is Danielle. Hey, everyone. This is Sari, and welcome back to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. This podcast is designed to bring you actionable tips from extraordinary educators like you. Each week, we will share best practices, ideas, and stories from extraordinary educators to help you thrive. And just like we've mentioned on our other episodes, our thoughts and commitments are with you, other educators, students, and families everywhere impacted by school closures right now. And we hope that this pre-recorded episode provides you a smile and a reminder of the critical work that you do every single day, no matter where you are doing that work from. And we also invite you to visit curriculumassociates.com slash at home. That's curriculumassociates.com slash at home. And we'll link this in the show notes for free reading and math K-8 activity packs. And there's additional math were uh, packs uploaded a few days ago. Um, if you've already used the other ones, they're new uh, based on domains and also guidance for teachers and families to support learning at home. And so again, we're with you, we're here for you, and we hope uh, this can provide a little reprieve to everything that's going on right now. Yeah, and things are crazy, everybody. <laughs> they are crazy. But today we're excited because we have actually one of our amazing professional development specialists, Mark Opog. Did I say that right? You did. Very okay, good. great. So Mark is going to be with us and he's going to share. Uh, we're going to have Mark back too once everyone's back in the classroom. But let me first let Mark introduce himself. So why don't you just tell who you are, what do you do, if you've been in education, yeah, all the things. Um, <laughs> all the things. <laughs> all My the name things. is Mark. Um, I'm a PD specialist in the Midwest. I support the Midwest and Northeast team. And originally, I'm from Florida, so we've got that connection, Danielle. Um, mm -hmm. Born and raised in Florida, I taught in South Florida for eight years um, in the classroom, and then I moved to our district in Broward, and then I moved to a school to work on integrating some technology um, components into their buildings. And then I switched over to CA. So I've been in, I'm up in Chicago for the past two years, approximately. And what did you teach when you were a teacher? I taught secondary math. So I did a lot of algebra and, and, and geometry. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Well, well cool. So what we, we are going to talk a little bit about math today, but really we are going to talk about our current situation and how to engage um, I guess students, teachers, I mean, what's interesting. So as you guys, I'm sure who are listening know that, I mean, the world has changed <laughs> at least for right now. And at curriculum associates, we are still providing support for educators in this virtual environment. So Mark, why don't you tell us a little bit about how your role has changed and how you're kind of supporting people virtually and what does that look like? Yeah. Um, so in addition to the, the teachers and, and students that I, traditionally work with via face-to-face. -face. Um, as I'm sure everyone's aware, we've, we've offered up um, accessibility to iReady online instruction um, to those in need, and we've had a tremendous amount of response. So um, our team has been partnered with um, 
think two to three different accounts that are new to, to using iReady's online instruction capability. Um, so my job right now is supporting them through that process. Um, and what that looks like varies, right? So it could be I'm, you know, just giving them information and, and, and access to webinars, um, or I'm hosting webinars. So I'll, you know, meet with their, their district point of contact or their building principal and say, hey, you know, let's jump on a call together, you know, via GoToMeeting. Um, and let's, let's kind of walk through, uh, your, walk your teachers through, you know, how to access, how to assign lessons, how to monitor instruction, um, from the, from the digital aspect of things or, or from it for another district that I work with, I made a, a, a screen capture of a, of a video on how to access iReady from home. So, um, the district was asking, you know, how can we get this to our parents or how do they do that? So, uh, I jumped in, made a quick little video to, to forward on to them so their parents can support their children's use of iReady's online instruction um, remotely as well. That's great. So <laughs> that's you're, you're just doing a couple things. Um, you know. Yeah, just, just a few things. So let's unpack that a little bit because I think sure. a lot, we're in this the age where people are trying to figure out how to teach online, trying to figure out what you just, like you just talked about a screencast. So you recorded little videos. You talked about in-person meetings. Well, not, in, I'm sorry virtual face-to-face -face meetings. What are some of your best tips or best practices when you're thinking about delivering content virtually? And before Mark sure. dives in real quick, if so if you're an educator, if you're a leader, you can think about this in terms of how you're supporting your own teachers right now, right? And if you're a teacher, you can think about using these best practices and tips for how you're going to support your students. So hopefully no matter what you are doing in the education space, uh, Mark's tips will be super helpful. Yeah. So I think one of the things that, that is most important is to get yourself a platform, right? Um, a lot of districts use a learning management system, either Canvas, um, you know, internally we use GoToMeeting, you've got Zoom that a lot of universities use, um, you know, WebEx, any type of opportunity to meet quote unquote face-to-face -face is going to be, you know, paramount. Um, and if you don't have access to it, that's fine. Um, or if you don't have free access to it, that's fine. I, I know that a lot of businesses are offering uh, you know, subscriptions for low to no cost, especially given the times that we're in right now. Um, and I was actually talking to a colleague of mine, you know, talking, quote unquote, you know, via text. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, just, you know, we were, they were asking about what our office hours look like. And so what that might look like for you as, a, as, an, as an emerging online educator, um, you know, schedule yourself a time like once or twice a week to where you're making yourself available online um, to meet with your students, ask, you know, give them the link or, you know, connect with them and say, hey, I'm going to be available at this time on this day to meet with you either as a class um, to kind of continue that that routine of, you know, every single morning we get together, we have our morning meeting, we talk about A, B, and C, um, or just maybe something less formalized to where they're able to meet and just see you because that's something, you know, kind of maintaining a level of normalcy is what we're really wanting, wanting to accomplish now. Um, and that might look like, you know, just kind of being, being in a face-to-face -face opportunity, you know, via your webcam. Um, so there's that. Um, I've, I, we were talking earlier, uh, there, I've got some friends who are kind of taking things to that next level. Um, mm -hmm. And that might look like, you know, getting yourself a document camera and hosting, you know, a, a tutorial session, you know, live to kind of go over homework or go over practice assignments that you've, you've assigned to your kids. Um, I've got another colleague in Florida who's kind of made a, a, a whiteboard uh, like a dry erase whiteboard on her on her wall, um, and she's teaching reading and, and ELA that way. So she's kind of basically hosting class um, 
as she would in class, but you know, via her webcam and, and her 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 platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it is definitely a new frontier for a lot of people, um, but it is helpful, like Terry said, it's helpful to think about how you are going to engage um, even as a leader or teachers, because I really think what's interesting fact, so we are a company of a lot, a lot of people, and we often have meetings. And what I've noticed this, uh, what's happened in the last couple of weeks is I've seen people more on webcams than I think I have ever. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we have a meeting with one of our teams every Friday and we're never on camera. We're always just on the phone. So it's been very interesting to feel. So even though we're more apart, I feel like we're more connected because we're, there's something about seeing people. Like I've actually met with my own family weekly via webcam and I could do that anytime. Like, I just think this now is an interesting time to be able to be face to face with, you know, I've seen it might be helpful to actually see your students through a webcam if they have access. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of folks that technology can be scary, um, but luckily mm-hmm. some of these platforms or most of these platforms are super user-friendly and intuitive. And if you're nervous, yeah, try it with a friend, try it with your significant other in the other room, try it with a colleague <laughs> first, just have a, have coffee or uh, whatever you want to do and experiment a bit. And then once you get more comfortable, I think doing something, anything is better than nothing. And especially students, they definitely miss you the same way that you miss them. So even if it's just recording a little message and sending it out, will most likely brighten their day and provide their families with a few a few minutes of a break <laughs> where they can, you know, right. see you and, and have that contact, if you will. And I, and I think something to, to kind of chime in too as well, Sari, is, is, kind of thinking bigger picture on, you know, integrating technology and in general, Mm -hmm. right? This is a really great opportunity to kind of get your feet wet with something that you might have been thinking on. You know, if you were thinking about doing, uh, you know, doing a screen capture of of a lesson or a tutorial of some sort, now's a great opportunity to to try it. And, you know, what do you got to lose? It'll be, you know, best case scenario, it helps out your kids. Worst case scenario, uh, you can refine your practice a little bit better or maybe try something a little bit differently uh, to better uh, suit the needs of your kids. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. So for the last couple minutes that we have, I would love for to hear your thoughts on any type of math tips, because a lot of educators out there, especially, um, you know, their secondary educators might be listening to this. A lot of people are trying to figure out, you know, engagement strategies or best ways to make sure the kids are still excited about math. Are, are there any things that you can offer, or even things from our at-home pack that um, people may want to point out that might be helpful? Yeah, so I'm definitely. I mean, if you've not checked out the at-home packs, for sure, um, they're you know really tied beautifully well to our, our, our obviously our our core math curriculums. Um, it, it, it's explicitly designed or d- delineates kind of like what the topics are, so it's really easy to follow. Um, but the activity pieces are are, are critical as well because we we want to continue that engagement and that excitement about math, like you were saying. Um, and I think that kind of having it be a game or being being some type of like hands-on activity that they're accustomed to doing in the classroom is really the the a really sharp way to to kind of mitigate this 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 concern or this problem we're having right now with you know not keeping the kids into the math you know world that they've been in. Um, so I, I think kind of if we can use those activities as a means to to keep some level of consistency would be great. Um, and and I think another thing just kind of from for for teachers and parents just you know dive in see what's there and give it a try right mm-hmm. I mean kind of like I said earlier like what do you got to lose best case scenario your kids have an awesome experience worst case scenario 
They're not really jammed, jazzed about it, but they're still getting that math practice in, which is really what we want to have happen. We want to keep their math minds working so we're not exhibiting any sort of loss of, of, of learning uh, you know, during this time. Mm-hmm. And I think the, kind of like the last thing I'll, I'll, I'll throw in there is you know, keep, it, keep it things on a schedule or keep things consistent, right? Um, you know, you know, typically, your kids are accustomed to having some level of routine. So they start the day doing something. They then transition to this. Your, t- your students' ch- teachers have created a, a plan, essentially, and they've gotten them accustomed to that plan throughout the day. So as much as you can continue that, and I know that you know, on social media, there, a lot of folks have, have chimed in and said, you know, keep this plan. Do, this is our plan that we're doing. So mm-hmm. find one that works and, and go with it because I feel that you know, keeping that level of, of consistency is going to be able to transition you know, nicely into whatever that next step is. Either you know, we're doing this for the rest of the school year or you know, we go back to school and they're okay, like we're going back into the routine that we've already established before. Yeah, I, I like that you said that. The other thing I also wanna add to that is what I'm also finding with social media, it can be helpful, but I just want, and this kind of goes in tone with some of our other podcasts, stop judging yourself. Everybody's figuring this out. I think sometimes you'll look at social media and you start to compare and say like, I'm not good enough or, oh my God, my kid's eating crayons at home and I don't have like the right routine. What do I do? Uh, So just know that we're all in the same boat, everybody. I mean, from Broadway stars to actors to everybody, like everyone's in it. So that's, there's kind of an interesting common uh, humanity there. So if you don't have it perfect, it's totally fine. Figure it out. I mean, let's end with some funny things of what not to do, because as we're moving into this new digital age, there has been some crazy stuff that has happened, which might um, cause a chuckle. Mark, you want to tell us about the story? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) There's definitely a viral video on right now. So if you opt to go and do the webcam thing and host a, a, a class meeting, Please make sure that you and your your students are very much aware of what's on the camera and that your camera is on. Typically, there's a light that to in, to, to indicate that it is on. There's a viral video video going around right now of of uh, you know a, a go to meeting of some sort going on, and there's a there's one of the participants is running to the restroom and and puts the puts the the the, the computer on the floor in the bathroom goes starts to go to the restroom, and then you see all the other participants freaking out like, oh my gosh! So word from from. I've, I'm obviously not experienced this, but just word from uh, from others, make sure that you're clear on when your camera is on and what is in that background because people are watching. And especially your students, you, we don't need to show, I mean, you guys as educators work really hard to probably have some <laughs> professionalism. I mean, yeah. same with any people, you know, professionals. I mean, it's fine kids. It's I've seen photos of like kids in the background and like partners trying to crawl in to deliver food during go-to meetings, but it's, um, yes, we, no one needs to see anybody going to the bathroom ever, I would say. That's a hard probably no. <laughs> I have seen some some cute guest appearances from like it, uh, dogs and cats and pets, so you know, mix it up if your students, if you never brought your dog in to meet your students, now's a great time to show them show yeah. them your pet, but yes, definitely. No <laughs> risk of, of allergies at this point, yeah, exactly. right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so what across the line there? Any other tips? Mark or best practices? Um, kind of like I said, just give, like we were, t- like, I guess the theme is, you know, try something, right? Try, mm-hmm. give, give yourself the flexibility, give yourself the, the, the space to, to try something new. Um, and just keep refining your experience and keep refining your practice from that point forward. If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. If it doesn't fly the first time, you know, shift what you did and, 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 try it again try something, try, try to tweak it. So it does fly. 
guaranteed any any effort that you're putting forth right now will be very much appreciated by both your 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 parents uh and and the students and that is a perfect segue to say once things um go back to a little bit more normal we're going to have mark back and talk about those same principles of how to make mistakes in class and what are the great instructional routines. And even when kids don't at first succeed with math, how do we support them through different classroom structures and instructional routines through discourse to have them try the math? And if they don't, you know, everything you just said could totally be applied to mathematics in the classroom and and beyond as well. Uh, so we will definitely have Mark back to talk a little bit more about um, classroom best practices. But we, uh, fortunately, actually we've been a little bit longer, but I think this is good because it's, we're all in it together, you guys. We're all figuring it out. Even us here at Curriculum Associates, everyone's figuring it out. But we want to thank you for listening. And how can they find all the things? Yeah. So again, <laughs> our everything is linked in the show notes if that's much easier for you to just find there and click. Um, but if you are listening to this, uh, not on your computer or or phone, you can go to curriculumassociates.com backslash at home. That's curriculumassociates.com backslash at home. You can find K-8 reading and math packets, and then also we'll link additional math resources. And just another quick plug, some of those additional resources are letters for families. So if you're a family member wanting to align what you're doing with your student at home to what's happening in the classroom, or if you're a teacher wanting to provide additional guidance to families, those are really great resources. And then we'll also link a few other things there. Um, such as some uh, math, uh, I guess, supports for for learning at home. There's a poster on how uh, students can help problem solve when they're stuck. Uh, there is a, a new thing called a thinking mat. This is essentially a placemat, but it can help your, your student, your K-5 student at home in terms of what they can do. If you don't have manipulatives, that's fine. Use coins, pop popcorn, get creative, use beads, whatever. Um, something is better than nothing. <laughs> you all have something at home. Um, and then also certificates of achievement. Now we know you can't print and give these out to your students in the classroom, but maybe if you're meeting with your students once a week or once a day, you could acknowledge a, uh, I'll read an example, a persistent problem solver or a um, outstanding explainer via webcam or give them an email with this and families, you can feel free to print these out and use them if you're, if your student at home is, is rocking their math work also. Uh, you can also find us on social media at twitter.com backslash curriculum associates. Uh, we'll put that in the show notes as well. And we've been retweeting and sharing a lot of best practices from our educators who are supporting learning at home there as well. Well, and thank you, Mark, so much for being on. Uh, we really appreciate thank you, Mark. chatting with you. And yeah. until then, everybody, be you, be true, be extraordinary. This podcast is produced by Curriculum Associates and is the copyrighted material and intellectual property of Curriculum Associates.